Episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And we are coming to you live this Labor what? Day morning. I know it's crazy. Yay! And we, we are a live show in a while. Yeah, it's been, I think the last one we did may have been our hundredth episode. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a few yeah, months. Yeah. yeah. And then I think before that it was Snyderverse, and then it's been a long time. <laughs> I like when we go live. Week. I like when we go live. It's one of my faves. And because we're live today, if you guys notice, I am back in yes, my office. Are. But what I had to do is like in the labyrinth when they have to burrow their way through the old lady's house mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. that's what I had to do. This all looks nice. Everything right. in front of me is just piles <laughs> of crap. You, yep. hey, you, <laughs> not you crap, to, nerdy things. You went to film school, and all that matters is what's in front of the camera. Anything That's right. else doesn't matter. That's right. I That's... just wanted to give you the visual of me like burrowing <laughs> under my desk and coming up and being like, yes. I'm, I'm never getting out. It, this is where I, it, this is where I live now. This is where and I you've, live now. You've summed up the life of every instagram influencer out there like this looks all great behind me and wonderful and fantastic but in front of me it's a mess so dave's just gonna like occasionally throw you a sandwich or something i hope so yeah i'm gonna be like iron man 3 where's my sandwich where where is it i'm still waiting in here for my sandwich it's also week three of me um doing the show right after i get done at the gym so You'll look yeah, gorgeous. we we even changed the day, and she's still doing it right after she went to the gym. That's, <laughs> that's dedication the right gym. there. I have to go to the. She gym. has to. She has to get out her aggression so she doesn't take it out on us. I like, want. I, I, I go to the gym so I don't hurt people. I yeah. also go to the gym so that I can be in shape and not die. And right. I also go to the gym because I don't want to be fat at my wedding. Like there's three really, really good reasons <laughs> for me to go to the gym. But like, number one is not hurting others. I mean, even one of those reasons is a really valid reason to go to the gym. So it's great. You've got three really good reasons. So. By the way, I love that you changed the picture on our Facebook page to the FanX picture where Tracy's looking at me like, what did you just say? And you're like, your hands are up in the air and I've got my blonde mullet going on that. I don't know why none of you guys called me out on this hairstyle and said, this this may not be your best. I have no room to criticize anybody on their hair at any time. (laughs) I, you know, it, it's it's in the moment. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, my friend's making a bad choice. Should I say something? Yes. Or be extra yes, supportive. You should always be like, Val, you're meeting Tom Holland today and you have a mullet. Maybe Listen, you need to shake that out. There were worse things that one of us did in that picture than your blonde mullet. So <laughs> I would take a blonde mullet over what happened in that picture any day. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> speaking of Gen X, it's coming up. 
Yeah, well, that's why so I changed excited. the picture. It wasn't yeah. just an accident. No, no. it's did. a great picture because there's a lot. You there's a big there's a story. Like you can there. just yeah, you can tell your own story in that pic. We've got well, it, some great pics of all of us together. Yeah, and I'm excited to get some more at FanX because we are going to be there. And like each of us have like six, five or six panels. Yeah. It's insane. It's we are all over the place at FanX. Like really, if you come to FanX and you want to see us and you don't, I really feel like that's on you. <laughs> it's spoiling my plans of hiding in the green room to avoid COVID, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll mask up and venture out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that they are requiring masks though. Uh, maybe yep, I did. I did post that. That made me happy as well. Um, that they, they took a stance on it. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm excited cause I'm just going to go, um, the Disney store is going out of business, like we said. So if you're into that, you can go check out. I still haven't gone there. One, because I'm trying to save money for my dog and my wedding. And I feel like right. I enter the Disney store at clearance, <laughs> this room that's already stacked up to my eyeballs in nerdy stuff that I need to sort through will just be worse. I told Dave, I said, I'm going to go to the Disney store. And he just looked at, he didn't say anything because he knows better. Yeah. But he just was like, like I could see in his eyes, like, do you really need to? <laughs> do, you, do you need like a, a financial advisor assistant to come with and like keep a tally? To okay. yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Colin, what's up, fam? What's yeah. going on, Colin? Oh, look, it's Colin. That's such a great picture, Colin. I feel like I haven't seen you in years. I know. Yeah, it's been a while. Been Colin, forever. Yeah, it's and and that's one of the great things about FanX. I know. I know the current situation that we're in. I get all of that. And I am glad that we're doing masks and there's going to be a lot of people, but I also feel like I need this to get back together with these members of my tribe and yeah. see how everybody's doing. And it, it, it will be good. I hope. Yeah. And I'm excited because we are going to, I don't know if you've talked to Colin about it yet, but we are going to be doing um, one of our, we always do a big podcast there where we get like 20 people on for a round table. Um, and hopefully Colin will be able to be there with us um, as we talk about, can we tell, we've already said it, right? Yeah. yeah, we we're, we're It's announced yeah. for our last episode of yeah. the month. Yeah. So, we're so talking, I'm so, I'm talking about back to the future. So back to the future. This is a great month. Like I am, I'm always excited about our episodes, but this month I'm like, man, we're doing Karate Kid today. We've got Princess Bride next week and then Back to the Future at Fan X. And we're talking about Black Widow at Fan X. Like, would you say that this a lot is of really a good... September to remember? <laughs> I, I would say that. I would say that. <laughs> and I and I love things that have double meanings because it is a September that we'll never forget, hopefully. But it's also a September for us to remember different mm -hmm. movies from the ADC, how it's a double That's meaning. That's how there. we work. We subtext, layer, we, oh, mm hmm. We're like, and I like how you say onions. we. I had nothing to do with this amazing moment. Either. I'm just, I'm riding yeah. the coattails right? of Jake's <laughs> fantastic <laughs> ideas. That's why I, I get, CEO. I get one a year and then I just kind of throw <laughs> it out there and just hope we can roll with it. You saved it up for the perfect moment. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. Do you yeah, have we are, Karate Kid going on in the background? I do have Karate Kid playing nice. in the background, but nice. I'm hoping that it's just like enough of a sliver and there's no sound, so we're not going to get into any kind of copyright trouble. I doubt <laughs> we will. I'm like, that looked like Machio, but I wasn't quite sure because yeah. I only saw part of his face. But Yeah. So, um, But yeah, we are talking about the Karate Kid, which was so much fun to go back and revisit and talk right. about. Um, 
and and to think about you know i always wanted to do karate as a kid and i mm -hmm. think that this movie was a big reason why i wanted to get into that and when i did it for like a few months i think my parents got me for my birthday one year some karate <laughs> lessons and like a lot of things growing up in my family, we would do it for like a season or a few months. And then it was like, well, we don't really have the funds right now to keep doing it. So I got it to experience a, little, a lot of a different taste. Things. It was a little yeah. taste, a little taster. Yeah. But I do. Re I mean, the one move that I still remember always practicing was the crane kick from Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. I think everybody oh, yeah. tried yeah. that. But yeah. I think it also was really good at bringing like the headbands. Um, oh yeah, both yeah. men and women, you know, to tie the headbands around. And then the guys were also wearing the cutoff shirts as much as the girls. It was like this movie. Um, it, it was this movie and uh, uh, the the breakdancing movie that came oh, out around the Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo, where it was the headbands. And the half shirts for both yeah, the men and women. And I was like, this through. is a good time and fashion. I'm <laughs> I'm seven years old and I dig it. This is I great. approve this wardrobe. This is a great time and <laughs> fashion. It's true. I mean, if there's one thing I look back on the 80s and think it's always this was a great time in fashion. It keeps coming mm -hmm. back though. That mm -hmm. ugly, that ugliness keeps popping up. We think it's gone, and here it is, and it yep. just I, I think my favorite thing about 80s fashion that keeps coming back is like now when you see a lot of these Gen Zers, is that what we're calling them? Gen Zs? I don't know. Sure. sure. Um, that'll come back and be like, oh, yeah, this is from the 80s. And I'm like, no, that was the 90s. Yeah, like, that was the like, 90s. Getting the two mixed up. But I'm like, mm, you're so yeah. close, but so far away. The, yeah, the 90s are back right now. My daughter is wearing all of the clothes that I wore in high school like right now. Yeah. And I'm like, I could have really just given you everything I had, but I got rid of that last year, finally. <laughs> well, because it yeah. wasn't in fashion last year. No, I kind of wear whatever I want whenever I want. So true. Wait to see my wedding. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I am so excited to see I'm the pictures. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a circus. <laughs> it's gonna I have given everybody in the wedding party just to do whatever that you want. Yeah. As long as long as you don't wear hot pink. I'm fine with it unless it's a flamingo and then you're mm. fine. There you All go. Right. So hot pink is fine. If it's a flamingo, mm -hmm. that's good to I know. Think that's Other than rule. that, no pink yeah, allowed in the line. Yeah. Well, cause sometimes you go to a wedding and they're very specific on what you can wear. Yeah. And they like almost pick out your wardrobe for you. So I like the fact that Val is allowing some freedom here. This is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of is a monster that happened on its own and I'm just letting it happen. Hey, but yeah, there's no rhyme or reason right now to what anybody is wearing to my wedding. I love it. It's perfect. There are some fanny packs, though, because we have um, <laughs> we have flower humans instead of flower girls. Okay. And uh, they have they're grown men and they have fanny packs. full. That of is awesome. So, yeah, that well done. Are you going to be videographing all of this? I am. Hopefully it will be live streamed. Oh wow! Uh, for people who want to see it, oh, that would be uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, because I I won't be able to make the trip to Hawaii, so I no. don't know if that were happening. yeah, so it'll be a little later for you guys. It'll be like nine o'clock at night. Chris, I don't care. Know, yeah, we're I'm staying up. Tracy all night and I, popcorn. Tracy and I can stay up that late. Now we're allowed. You're the one you that can't stay end. up that late. <laughs> you guys, it's nine o'clock. I've got a show in the morning. I got to go to bed. 
I'm already up yeah. past my bedtime. <laughs> I, I can't get over the fact that it looks like I have another shirt under my shirts. <laughs> yeah. Use sunscreen, kids. Use yep. sunscreen. That's I was awful. Wearing, I was wearing one of those new stylish tank top dickies. Tank top dickies <laughs> from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing back the dickie. Bringing it back. And that needs to come back for sure. I mean, we just don't have enough turtlenecks or mock turtlenecks in our life. Oh, Colin has a present for you, but not for us. That's fun. Fine, Colin. I was going to give you your art that you want at Utah Remote Con, but I know I'm not so sure. I know. uh, I know you have my phone number, Colin. That would be a great private text message to send me instead of something to the whole group. But thank you. I'm excited to see the gift when, when we see each other next. So. <laughs> All right, should we get into Karate Kid and how yeah, he gets his feelings? Should. How he gets his feelings hurt the whole movie? <laughs> we we definitely should. Yeah, yeah. This, I I don't know. I I watched this movie a lot as a kid growing up. I don't know mm-hmm. about you guys. I feel like it's one of those that I think if you grew up in a certain time frame, everybody watched it a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure. it was like at least every week for me. Um, you know, our parents are we're one of those people that recorded it from the TV onto the, you know, VHS. And so like, I would just play it over and over from the TV. Please. You went to the video store, just like the rest of us and hooked up two VCRs and recorded. No, we We didn't have, yeah, we had one VCR at the house. We were, we would do that all the time. We would, uh, we'd go. No, we would either rent it. Yeah. We would either rent it or um, my mom would wait until it was like on TV and if if we were lucky and it was on HBO or Showtime, then she would do it from there. But if it was on TV, then we only got like a certain amount of the movie. So then when I would see it years later, I was like, well, this is this like, gre- like this when part. I saw Grease for the first time without the edits and I saw a guy's butt, I was like, where's this butt been? Like I was traumatized. Where's this butt been? Traumatized. I was tra- nobody told me about the butt. Listen, I don't want to disappoint you, Steph, our friend from Cutscenes and Cupcakes, but no, we are not talking about the Jaden Smith version. No, sorry. Unfortunately. I have not seen that one. It's okay. You don't need to. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I would agree. It's not one that you have to go out and see. Like, I remember seeing it when it came out because I was such a big fan of the original Karate Kid. Uh And I'm like, I like sometimes when they reboot these things and try to modernize them. And it wasn't offensive or horrible or it didn't ruin my childhood, but it wasn't like a great addition to the film series either. It was forgettable. That's I've heard. It was just kind of a remake. Yeah. Yeah. Probably really upsetting Seth now. We're kind of. No, I like, I don't think so because sometimes Steph just pokes into like. Poke. She pokes into poke. Yeah. She's a poker. I mean, if we were talking about Star Wars, she'd probably come in and put some kind of star trek quote in there or something (laughs) along those lines just because she knows that i can't just leave it alone so i like i like that because i i like to poke every once in a while too i posted the other day that the green lantern isn't the worst superhero movie Mm -hmm. i ever seen just because i wanted to see what the nerds would say yeah (laughs) what is the worst superhero movie you've ever seen i've got a list there isn't just one there is a a plethora we'll talk about that a different time so (laughs) when you posted that it was shortly after the embargo was lifted for uh shang chi and Uh my first thought was (laughs) Is this her initial reaction to Shang-Chi? 
no. And I'm like, maybe I won't go see it. And it was not. No. But it scared me for a minute. And, and... No, I gave Shang-Chi a B plus, And I yeah. will be sending you my review that has some spoilers in it for Stolen Droids. And you can post whatever you want about it. But I wanted to give it a minute. Um, I have some really strong feelings about Shang-Chi. Um, and if you have a chance, you still have a day that counts in the holiday weekend to go mm-hmm. add to those box office numbers. Um, and I would really tell you, please go support. Um, I was saying it wrong. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Like Sean. Shang-Chi. Okay. B plus and, for me. Yeah. And I and I saw that later that you said you gave it a B plus and I was very relieved because at first I was like, wait, is she saying Shang? Because I had heard like everybody else was giving it really positive reviews. And so I was nervous. <laughs> that- Val? <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually, because Dave has never seen the Green Lantern, and it was right there on Netflix, and I was like, you know, everybody says this movie is awful, but I really don't think it's the worst, so let's watch it. We didn't make it all the way through, because, like, I fell asleep, and that's what happens, Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, it isn't the worst. No. It's not. There there are worse um, superhero movies. I think the sad thing for for Ryan Reynolds is he's been part of two of them that I would put in the worst category <laughs> between between uh the Green Lantern and uh X-Men Origins Wolverine which I think is just not a great movie. Um so to his credit he has really redeemed himself with Deadpool and the popularity that that's garnered so it's great for him. So now I have a question about the scene that's going on behind you Jake with the karate kids. So they're playing soccer yeah, and they have the cheerleaders out there. Did I? I didn't attend soccer games when I was in high school, but I'm guessing the cheerleaders weren't out there. Is that like a Southern California thing, or I thought the whole soccer thing you know, must be a Southern California that, thing. But the way they're dressed, it looks like a scrimmage game, and it looks like the cheerleaders are just out there kind of practicing. Yeah. They don't really have uniforms on. That's like true. That's their true. shirts and skins right there. Now I gotta yeah. say. I don't know about you, Jake, but I had a tremendous crush on Miss Elizabeth Shue after this movie. I don't think you could be like a heterosexual male growing up <laughs> in the 80s and not have some kind of crush on Elizabeth Shue. Because I she, had a crush on Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, and then she was in Cocktail and I was like, I'm questioning myself right now. I mean, <laughs> ad- Adventures in Babysitting, for example. Yeah. Like, watch that. Yeah. And like, what kid didn't have... Anyway, Elizabeth, yeah. Elizabeth Shue as a babysitter Thompson. was like every boy's fantasy, I think, <laughs> at, at a certain age. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leia Thompson and Elizabeth Shue, those were my two. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, anyway, I yes. love one thing I love about Karate Kid is that, and I'm gonna really, you guys know how great my memory is lately, but I'm just gonna go with Sensei. <laughs> What's his name? Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. I'm <laughs> I'm done like with names right now. Mr. Miyagi does not have a lot of um, lines, a lot of dialogue mm-hmm. in the movie. And he doesn't need it because his body language, his face, the way he emotes energy and takes time. Um, with everything that he does, he takes time with his movement. He takes time with what he has to say when he says it, that you're listening. It's almost like that rule when you're a teacher in a classroom, if you whisper um, instead of yell, probably they're going to listen a little bit more. And mm-hmm. I loved it so much as a kid, because as a kid, you constantly get 
people trying to tell you what to do all the time and they're super firm and you got to do this and you got to follow the rules. And he just was kind of like, you know what? These are the things that you can do that are going to help you out. And I'm going to go over here and do this. You got to do that, but I'm going to go over here. You know, it's just, (laughs) I just, it was a really real, I still think it's awesome. When I watched it again, you know, I just thought he gives so much time. He puts so much time in between what's happening that it leaves Mm -hmm. you room to feel what's going on instead of just like fast paced stuff. Cause there's a lot of fast paced stuff in the movie to, you know, when you get to other scenes that I really like it when he's there, it's this calmness um, Mm -hmm. that makes you feel so comfortable. Yep. This, this is the kind of thing that Steph brings (laughs) to a live viewing audience that we miss when we're not live. Adventures in babysitting was a whole lot of sexual awakening for me. Well, thank you, Steph. That's amen. Steph. Yeah. Uh, I think take that back was... what you fe- said about Thor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's Vincent, the first on screen. Man. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's the on screen uh, a first appearance for Thor in a major motion picture. <laughs> so, yeah, I I love Mr. Miyagi's um, teaching style in this yeah. movie a lot, um, and I love I love the way that Ralph. Uh, Machio, like Daniel, he's he's reacting to it the whole time because mm-hmm. he is so frustrated because he's like, I want to learn how to hit, I want to learn how to punch, I want to learn something, and instead I'm out here waxing the floor, I'm out here painting, painting the, the fence. fence, you know, and and we all remember the wax on, wax <laughs> off, wax on, wax off, and you know, paint the fence, you know, mm-hmm. and doing all that, and he's so frustrated until Mr. Miyagi and like he gets to that point where he's just yelling at him like you're not you know when are you going to teach me anything and then Mr. Miyagi tells him to start going through those actions and he realizes he's been learning that muscle memory mm-hmm. um and it's just such a, a great way to teach um but at the same time while he's learning those those actions he's also learning a little bit of responsibility he's settling in like Mr. Miyagi coming along at the time that he did I mean Daniel could have gone on a very different track um coming to a new place getting beat up by bullies not really having any friends then he went on if mr miyagi hadn't come into his life to to fix the faucet and then teach him karate yeah i think the patience was also something that he taught him which helped him um later on in his fights because when you go to the scene like you just saw behind you where um you know you've got the big um, karate class and everybody's in there being loud and following like robots and, you know, just fight, 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 fight. And he teaches him patience where later on in the movie where he's really hurt and he could just give up, he gets into that patience, into that thing inside of himself and he doesn't rush it. He just remembers what he learns. And then, you know, he does what he needs to do, which I think is, good for everyone to learn. Like mm-hmm. I've yeah. had a lot of moments in the past year, three years, 22 <laughs> years, I don't know, recently and a long time ago where you have those moments of passion where you're frustrated and you just kind of run into either the conversation or the situation or whatever before you sit back and think about it right. and you kind of ruin it and then you got to fix it. Right. Um, And so I think a lot of what you learn from this movie is that it's one, it's not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> we all have like bad situations, but it's not as bad as you think it is. And there are tools 
that help you through everything. You just have to have the right tools. And for him, it was that confidence that he needed the right mind, you know, state of mind. Um, and of course, like the physical aspects of, you know, learning karate, um, and those things together were great. And I, I think it was great because when I was younger, I learned how to dance from MTV. So I thought, okay, well I learned, I'm learning how to dance over here from MTV and I'm six years old. So mm-hmm. I can watch Karate Kid and put on my, like my mom got us all like the karate pajamas, right? Yeah. You put yeah. them on and, you know, you put the little thing around your head and you're in there and you're doing the crane kick and the haya haya and the wax on. And you think that you're learning it. And I think that's great about this movie is it made us all feel like you don't have to be in this big studio. Right, right. You can still, I mean, you're not going to win at anything just teaching yourself at home by watching Karate Kid, by the way. But no. like it's accessible if you want it to be, because I think a lot of us kids didn't, you know, like you said, Jake, like, yeah, you've, you can take it for a while, but now, you know, we can't afford it. That's a lot of how kids grow up. Yeah. So we live through these movies. These are the movies that make us, Mm -hmm, you know, we are. Mm -hmm. And, and this is the, one of the biggest ones from my childhood. Yeah. Yep. And I like too how, how they deal with bullying in this movie, because it's very different than how we approach it today. I mean, I love the moment, where you know he's saying you know mr miyagi's telling him well why don't you go tell like an adult or a teacher or something and he's like no way i can't do that hey but why don't you go talk to somebody he's like no that and like mr miyagi realizes no that would be even worse like they would never leave you alone (laughs) if i came in and said something and like um but but it was a lot of this is how you can stand up for for yourself and stand up to the bullies and um you know, make a difference in your, you know, fighting your own battles. And I feel like sometimes that gets lost a little bit nowadays, unfortunately. And I'm not saying like, I'm not advocating for like, go out and pick a fight with the bully. That's, that's giving you a hard time or I'm not advocating for like, and I think bullying has changed and evolved as, as we have as a culture and a society. And I'm not advocating for like, Hey, you shouldn't turn in somebody who's cyber bullying somebody else to the point that they're, you know, suicidal, that obviously needs to be addressed. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but I think that there's a certain amount of learning how to stand up for yourself and fight your own battles that sometimes mm-hmm. gets lost mm-hmm. today. And, yeah. and again, please understand, I am not saying that you shouldn't report bullying when you see it. And I'm not <laughs> saying you shouldn't like you definitely should, but yeah. you should also, you I don't know. I like how he crane, crane kick. Yeah. Exactly. You gotta have that in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when he's when he's laying on the table and he, you know, he's hurt his leg, and Mr. Miyagi's like, "No, you you put up a good fight. You came further than people thought you were going to come. Like, you know, you can give up now because you're hurt." And he's like, "No, they are always going to know that they got the best of me, and I can't leave it like that." Mm-hmm. And there's just something about like in life. You know, it reminds me of the speech that Rocky gives his son and Rocky Balboa. Like, you've just got to learn how to keep going and let life and the people in your life that are trying to hold you back know that they didn't get the best of you, that you still got up, you still fought, and you still kept going. And I I think that that's a great message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to give some props to Marty Cove because, like, I think he doesn't get enough um, recognition for kind of being the character that he is in this movie, because I think we all kind of knew someone like him growing up, like the dad 
over on the football team or the, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And Marty Cove is such a nice guy in mm -hmm. real life. Like he is super nice. Um, but in this movie, he is a jerk. Like he <laughs> is, he is exactly like the picture of the person you want to put up at the baseball field, you know, to say, don't be like this parent, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and of course he's not, he's, he's the owner of the thing, but I think we all kind of knew someone like him or know someone like his character um, right now, but you did, haven't even, I think people that haven't even seen the movie, if you kind of show them some of the scenes that he was in, they, um, they understand it. It's that pop culture reference of the same as like the wax on wax off. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you haven't, you, you didn't have to see karate kid to know that that's from karate kid. But I think Marty Cove is also, um, you know, one of those recognized characters. Not a lot of people know his name in real life, mm -hmm. but you know, with the, just showing the face, like who he no is, and what that meant. Yeah, and what that meant to our childhood. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, which is why Cobra Kai, the series, has been so mm -hmm. successful because you're bringing back these two characters in in John Lawrence and mm -hmm. and then Marty Cove's character uh, it, as leader of Cobra Kai, and he does not get better with age. Like, I mean, he, <laughs> the actor does. I'm not saying the like the acting is phenomenal. I want to be clear, mainly because he can kick your butt. Well, and I think he's coming to FanX, or did he, he postpone? I, I I don't I think Marty's coming, but I think oh, Lawrence, Lawrence is coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but good? but he, uh, the acting is really good, but the character itself, like he is still a rotten person in Cobra Kai. Yeah. And honestly, I love Karate Kid, and so I was like, oh, I'll watch Cobra Kai. I'm not a big fan of the Cobra Kai series. I haven't watched any of it. None of the characters are appealing at uh -uh. all in Cobra uh -uh. Kai. I mean, so cheesy. Yeah, like, I'm all for '80s cheese, but it's just uh, it didn't. It doesn't work for me. But, I know lots of people love it, but I yeah, I, and I think that's great. And if Cobra Kai is your cup of tea, we are not trying to yuck it. your yum. Like, go mm -hmm. for it. We love it. That we love that you love it, but it's just not for me. And I I think the biggest reason why is all of the characters. I'm like, there's not really a likable character. You don't like Daniel as much in the yeah. in Cobra Kai because he's grown up to be kind of, uh, you know, entitled a little bit and oh, a little really? egotistical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really weird. And then you don't like uh, Johnny Lawrence because he's just like every time you think he's going to kind of turn a corner, he just doesn't Goes right back. Mm -hmm. And I just I struggle with that. And I get that that's in real life. Like I know that there are people out there that you know that you're like, man, you're so close, and you get it. You know you need to change. You know you need to do better. And then they don't. But sometimes when I watch a show, I don't want it to be real life. I want <laughs> yeah. I want my characters to make that step mm -hmm. and that progression to realize, okay, I, I can do better and I need to do better. And he just doesn't seem to ever get over that hump. Um, but yes, I, I think Marty Cove is one of the great villains of my yeah. childhood, for yeah. sure. So and, good. And they no made word. Cobra Kai so cool looking compared to every other karate dojo <laughs> at the tournament because they were in the black geese yeah. with no sleeves. And like mm -hmm. every kid was like, those guys are bad. A eh? like, that's mm -hmm. who I want to be. Yeah. Forget, I don't want to wear the white pajamas. No, I want yeah. the. <laughs> yeah. You're conflicted because you want to be like the karate kid, but you also want to be on the cool team. So in your yeah. mind, you're like, how do I get to do both? Because Cobra <laughs> Kai is like the jam and, yeah. you know, but you want to like, be the good kid winner. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that was just, and, yeah. 
and Cobra Kai, they've got a big Cobra on the back of their, on their uh, geese, and they look really cool. Logo. That, yeah. that logo still holds up. And then Miyagi Do is like a bonsai tree in front of a setting sun. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's nice. nice. Like now I appreciate the bonsai tree in front of the sun. Like, I think that's really I'm great. I'm just going to throw this out because, okay. and don't hate me. Okay. But there is, they're like high school, like football teams, like high school mascots. Like you've got the beat diggers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you've got the Jaguars or the Falcons. Oh, the yeah. Hawks. Nobody wants to be a beat digger. Nope. Yeah, it's true. Because why? Right? Like it's the bonsai tree is pretty, but is that bonsai tree going to beat the cobra? Like no. as kids, like we're just like we want to be the cool thing. Yeah, for I like sure. the bonsai tree, but yeah, the it's bonsai just like, tree will live longer than the snake, but the snake is cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The snake's just way cooler. I, I agree, and <laughs> and I think you're right. And and in Utah, we've got some great ones. We've got the beet diggers. We've got the the lancers. We've got the darts. Like, what darts. are we doing? <laughs> so on my on my show in the morning, um, every Friday we do mascot matchup where I actually call all of the local high school football games based on their mascots. I love and that. I, and I voted for the beat diggers and the darts cause they need all the help they can get. Yeah, for sure. Like they, I don't know if they're good at football or not, but you're a dart. <laughs> yeah. You're a dart. Yeah. Especially when you say it like that, that was, <laughs> I'm trash. Like that's pretty much, I'm a spork. I'm yeah. going to win. I mean, you feel bad for him. <laughs> the don't get me wrong. Football. Those of you that go to Davis High School, like I'm sure it's a great school, and I yeah, hope I'm that you love you guys going there. Well. I've got a friend who graduated from Davis, so you know. And yeah. and as Beach Boys would say, "Be true to your school, absolutely." But your man, I'm rooting for you. Live. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. Al's nice, rooting for you. Nice Beach Boys reference back to Thank the you. 80s. Well done. Thank you. That was that was sweet. Speaking Sometimes that, it's just right there. Speaking of that, the music, yes. Karate yeah. Kid, like that. Not all of it holds up, but that music that is his as he's training. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, why is this not on my gym like music list? Because I love it. Yeah, there's it's some great reminiscent music. at times of the Rocky soundtrack, which we've talked about yeah. before. Mm-hmm. But. I, I feel like there are just some movies in the eighties that were really good at combining a really nice score with some really great tracks that you could like mm-hmm. with music and lyrics and that you could sing to. I mean, as he's riding to school on his bike and it's doing cruel summer, which is one of my <laughs> favorite songs from that time. Uh, and then the best around is just a classic and it, you know, around. yeah, I got my, I got my leg warmers on, mm-hmm. headband. Yeah. And, and but then the score is really great too. Like it is just solid music from start to finish. I agree. This is this is one oh, of those soundtracks that you need to go Elizabeth. revisit. There, sorry, I'm gazing at Elizabeth. She's uh <laughs> is this distracting? Do I need to turn this off? No, no, back no, here? please okay. keep this going. No, this is great. Keep it on. <laughs> All right. Her hair is neat. I know, right? <coughs> wedding hair ideas Ooh. this is the this is the shower scene not that they're in the shower but he's dressed as a shower yeah 
which was fantastic. This is, this like, is, is the, the best. I wasn't allowed to see when she was younger. It didn't include the shower scene. <laughs> it's whatever, like, NBC cut out. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where has that butt been all my life? <laughs> oh, I don't want the butt. <laughs> Nobody told me about it. And then all of a sudden, it's right there. And I was traumatized. <laughs> traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta say though that that shower curtain costume that's pretty original. I, yeah, I no, like, I thought it was great. I mean, like skeletons and you know stuff like that. But the shower, I'm like, all right, that's creative. I like that. Especially if yeah. you like, if you have a little bit of like anxiety or like mm -hmm. you know you need those quiet moments when you're in a crowd. I think it's perfect. You need to hide from the bullies. <laughs> I I'm trying to remember because I think we had a VHS record off TV version too, and I'm trying to remember how this scene plays out. Because he's rolling a joint when he pours the water on him in the bathroom. Yeah, I don't remember the joint part. Yeah, because he's in there and he's they're like, "Hey, when are you gonna have another one rolled?" And like it shows him like rolling a joint and yeah. and they spray him with water. So I just wonder how that. I can't remember how it played out because I remember the shower scene and I remember him dressed in the shower. Yeah, I wonder if he was just going to the bathroom or something. And that's like I, if that's what I thought. I don't know. <laughs> I don't and, know. and poor Daniel, because that's a great costume to hide in when the bullies are after you. But once they find you, that's really hard to escape. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a detriment. <laughs> it's yeah, also great. good. It's also good for some making out. Ooh. Yeah, which is what he does first with Elizabeth Shue, and then yeah, hiding behind it as he sprays Johnny here. So Johnny. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. It was fun to see how much of it I remembered. Some of the lines and, you know, sweep the leg. I said that. And, and my wife always comments on how surprised she is at how well I remember lines from movies. And she mentioned that with this one. And I thought, it's almost like you weren't a boy who grew up in the 80s at all. Like, <laughs> did you even? <laughs> she wasn't. I was going to say, yeah. So. <laughs> this movie is is very quotable though there are some movies that are just extremely quotable like we've talked about the three amigos that's one that you can just quote a bunch of stuff from and this yeah. movie's right up there too yeah i i saw a tiktok video about three amigos the other day yes i'm going to talk about tiktok again because it's my new obsession it's fine um but the guy was like this might be an unpopular opinion but what's a movie that you like that everybody seems to hate? I'll go first. The Three Amigos. I'm like, wait, what? What? Hold on. There are people out there who hate the Three Amigos. They I, must be. I don't want to know these it. people. I, yeah, like I don't. I don't know. If I know you and you don't like the Three Amigos, you should keep it to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like saying you don't like Spider Man. Yeah. Boba. Yeah. I, I. Those I can get. Like I can get people not liking. Boba Fett, and I can get people not being Ooh. into Spider-Man, but I do not yeah. understand if you have a sense yeah. of humor not liking <laughs> the Three Amigos. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're not funny. Yeah, that could very well be. And that, and then, like you said, Val, I don't want to know those people. <laughs> <laughs> or just keep it like I'm okay that not everybody likes the things that I like, but right. you don't need to tell me all the time. <laughs> yeah, just keep it to yourself. I'm not going to tell you the things about you that I don't like, unless you want to know. No. If I ever have a mullet again, you guys better bring it up. Yeah, we'll Val, bring it up. We've, we've gone down this road. Don't cut bangs and don't have a mullet. Yeah, we, we will remember that next time that it happens. I was trying to grow my hair out. So like there wasn't any getting around it, but I could have styled it differently. 
<laughs> but that's all I see now with our picture of us and Tom Holland is the fact that I have a mullet. Well, I'm glad that's all you see because that's definitely. What else yep. am I missing? I don't. With this photo. Now I need to go like dissect it. What else happened there, that there, was awful? It, they caught it at a really awkward time as far as where my eyes were looking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to go. I, I know we've talked about this on the show before. I know yeah, this but was I don't like have topic. memory. Remember, I, know, I don't I know. have memory right now. <laughs> Once you see it, though, it will all come flooding back, and you'll be like, oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> what anyway, picture are we going to get this time? I don't know. I've been thinking about that because there's not, there's not like a Tom Holland coming. Uh-uh. No, not um, here. I mean, the biggest the biggest one that I'm the most excited that's going to be there is Christopher Eccleston and then uh, Jamie Farr and, Lor and Loretta Swit from MASH. Mm -hmm. But um, I requested of those are movie stars. I requested so. to moderate the um, Andy Lee panel. Mm -hmm. um, he was the death. Um, well, you guys haven't seen it yet. He plays a big part in the Shang-Chi movie. But he okay. also is a stuntman for that movie and for some other movies. And the stunts in that movie are just exceptional. So I would love to be able to moderate that. We'll see. Right. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I would really like to meet him and 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 talk to him. You guys know how much I love stunts and mm -hmm. like all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. the the interview we did with uh, Chris Romrell was mm -hmm. one of my favorites. That was mm -hmm. so much fun. Yeah, it was yeah. really great. Yeah. Um, I mean, Brandon Sanderson is going to be there and I'll try to get a picture with him, but I don't, I mean, he's an author. I don't know that anybody's as excited about that. Maybe it'll just be an awesome picture of our big round table. Yeah, that would be fun. Or we, we have to get some awesome pictures of just us too. Okay. Well, that's a given. Okay. <laughs> Didn't sound like it. Val's not too excited about it. Okay, I am. I am. Oh, I was going to ask you, and this maybe could be off air as well, but. Um, can we have some like movies that make us masks made? Ooh, I don't know. I can look. I we are we are going to have some stickers. Some movies. Well, I just want to wear one. Like as I want, we don't need like yeah. a million. Just maybe three. Right. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll see what pay I can for do. it. <laughs> but, but for those that want something like swag type stuff, we will have stickers yeah. that we'll be able to and get. Val's got some giveaways. I do. I will have I'll prizes at every panel. Um, especially our uh, Black Widow panel. I'll have some stuff for that for sure. And all yeah, the, I, I mean, all the Disney panels. That's all I am doing is Disney and Marvel panels um, and a tattoo panel. You could be, um, I will not be giving away tattoos. <laughs> I want, I'm so excited for the tattoo panel. I think that yeah. one's going to be a blast. That Blasty one's going to be blast. really cool. Um, yeah, I've got mostly movie panels, no movie and TV panels. Yeah. So we'll I've, I've got pretty much all movies. Yeah, yeah. Next year, I'm not going to pitch anything Marvel and, or Disney because I love it, but I I actually know other things. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I pitched other things that had yeah. nothing to do with those, but they didn't pick those. Um, well, and I asked to be on other things that didn't have to do with those, and I didn't get put on those. So next year, I, I'm just not going to pitch any. I think for me. Oh, sorry, Jake. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, Tracy. I was going to say, I get to be on a Dune panel with Kevin J. Anderson. So that's. Yeah, gonna, that's going to be really I cool. wanted to be well, on when, that panel. I'm so glad you got it. About it. When we originally talked about it, it was going to be after the movie so we could actually talk 
about the movie, but due to COVID, we still don't have it. But it has debuted. It made its debut at the Venice Film Festival, mm-hmm. and pretty much everybody said it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're hoping it still comes out in November. And I think we've got pretty good representation on a lot of movie panels because I know mm-hmm. you're on the Jaws panel. I'm on, aren't you? No, I didn't make I that. I thought one. you were. No, I got Terminator 2, which is great. Okay. I'm yeah, Terminator 2 is good. I would have loved Jaws, but I didn't. Yeah, get I just, that. maybe I just saw that and thought Tracy has to be on that one. <laughs> yeah, I applied for Jaws and Dune yeah. and uh, Fast and Furious and um, Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, didn't get it. Didn't get any of those. So, yeah, it's I, a shame you didn't get uh, FF nine. Yeah. Oh, Tracy. <laughs> that would be a good panel. I, I would want you on that panel. You think that the second F stands for furious, <laughs> but, but it, it actually stands for family. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's the FFF. FFF Fast and Furious Family Family? Nine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, see, like F10, I could get behind that one. That makes sense to me. Why does F10 make more sense than F9? (laughs) You're going to have to break that down. Isn't it? What? I don't know. It's like a fighter jet. I think it's like an Air Force Top Gun. But what does that have to do with cars? What does what does F nine have to do with cars, Val? For what I understand, well, I don't understand how that makes more sense to him. I, it, welcome to my brain. I, it's a scary place in here. I'm. It's, it's quite a peek inside that we've just had, and that's just the surface, my friend. Yeah, but yeah, and I'm bummed. Uh, Paramount's moved back all of their movies for the rest yeah. of the year out until yeah. 2022. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think that studios are seeing the returns that they're getting on a lot of these movies right now. And they're, it, it's just not. Yeah. There used to be I mean, room for like three big blockbusters to go up the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just not that room anymore. There, no. If there's, if there's going to be one, they're not going to put another yeah, one. They're not going to put something up against Spider-Man. You know, yeah. they're not going to put something up against James Bond. Like, there's just no room for more than one big hit at the week at the box office. Well, and and yeah. I think Disney and Warner Brothers are the ones that are in a position where they can put those out and get the returns that they're getting. Mm-hmm. And Paramount needs bigger returns on Top Gun and other things. So yeah, um, it's sad and it's disappointing, but it's also, you know, where we're at the the economics of it all. So. Well, hey, and good news though, uh, Shang Chi uh, mm-hmm. has made an estimated seventy-one point four million dollars. Nice, just Which is good. That makes me so so happy. So that is like the second highest uh, in the COVID era, behind Black Widow, which made eighty point three. So, and Val's right; you still have today to go out there and add to that box office hit. So. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good. It made 13 million off of IMAX screens. Val, would you recommend wow. seeing it in IMAX or? Yeah, I mean, I I almost chose IMAX last night to go see it, um, but it was too late for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually went in the closed captioned theater. Oh, nice. um, yeah, and it was a really nice experience, and I loved seeing. Um, it was it was a half full theater. 
Um, and that made me, it was, it was a whole nother experience to make me happy that, um, that I saw every different sort of person seeing yeah. the movie because, you know, I think a lot of people think that one nerdy movies are only for nerds. No superhero movies are for everyone. And mm. then when you get a superhero movie, that is a specific culture that automatically kind of turns off half the audience, um, you know? And so yeah. Um, I was really upset when I saw a lot of things online about Shang-Chi and why people weren't going to see it um, because of the culture references. And I just thought that's very that small minded, very small minded uh -huh. of you to keep yourself from seeing something amazing. But then to be in an audience um, also full of families and people. Um, I've never been to a theater with the close closed captioning theater before. And it yeah. was really it was just a neat experience. So. Yeah, no, I, I I need to be better about looking at when those are because that would have been a great one to go with Johnny. Um, well, we wouldn't have gone last night, but that's him coughing in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was, like, it was great timing. Yeah, that's his preference um, when he goes to see a movie. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we are grateful for the accommodations that are available that he can go and he can get the little box thing that he can watch it on or the glasses at Regal, but, but it is so, so much easier when it's yeah. on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, and that's definitely his preference. Well, and there's a lot of, um, there's already a lot of translation on the screen because of the language, different languages mm -hmm. that are in the movie. Um, and so it's a nice kind of easy transition because you're just, it's there for a lot of purposes anyway. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't realize that that's what it was. Cause I heard some kind of talking when, when the captioning stayed on um, through mm. other things. Um, but I also thought it was really neat because they'd be like, you know, um, deviant grunting. And it was just interesting yeah. to see like what they explain, um, you know, defiant, breaths you know like all these like what they i i that was a neat experience for me to see like how they were describing these things that i just take for granted because i'm hearing them you know That's yeah cool. it, it's interesting too when, when you bring that up because when you watch it with the captions on when you watch a lot of movies sometimes there's easter eggs that you catch or like mm -hmm. there's a voice that you hear and you're like that sounds like one example was uh i think we saw force awakens um in an open caption theater and like at one point there's like all the voices of the jedi talking mm -hmm. like we knew who each person was that was talking because it oh, would yeah, say kenobi it would say over. yeah what and so um and same thing we saw rise of skywalker and you hear all mm -hmm. the voices at the end and it tells you who each of the <laughs> people are so like you know you're like oh, oh. yeah that's what that is. And so you pick up on some of the easter eggs um like that's that cool. as well so yeah, um, although cool. I will say my son had no idea for a long, long time that Captain Phasma was a woman because mm. the caption doesn't, I mean, it just says Phasma. Yeah. And yeah. So he was always picturing that as a man because he, you never see her without her helmet on. Right. So, right. Ooh, that's anyway. interesting. But, um, so we've talked like five minutes about Karate Kid today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, this is a great fun movie. Like, you should go watch it. If you haven't seen Karate Kid, it's on Netflix. You have until the end of the month to go see it on Netflix. Um, I do want to say that um, hit, there are a lot of very well 
written characters in this movie mm-hmm. for being in the 80s. Um, because usually in the 80s, you kind of, especially with like women, they kind of put them in this very specific kind of category. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I think in this movie, um, they don't do that as much. Like his mom um, and um, Elizabeth Shue's character, um, they kind of have their own strengths and their own things in their life doesn't revolve around men. And, you know, like it's, it's very, it shows him and her in this space that a lot of people are in and that's the single parent home, you know? And um, I thought that was really, um, that was really ballsy for the eighties for this movie, Mm -hmm. for this family, for this family film, you know? Well, and I, I agree. And I, and I love the dynamics between him and his mom too, because I think there's a tendency in a lot of temptation in a story like this, where he's going to have a lot of anger and um, like just being really upset about being moved across the country. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was not happy about leaving New Jersey, which is weird. Cause most people, I everybody think are. should. <laughs> yeah. But but that was when you don't know when you don't know any better our listeners from new jersey i i don't think we lost that many it'll be fine (laughs) um but but it could have been very easy to like make that part of the story that he was really angry he got into some bad stuff or got into a bad crowd because he was trying to rebel against his mom who moved him across country and things like that but but you don't see that like they Mm -hmm. have a good relationship Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and even though like, he's not happy about moving, nobody is happy about moving anywhere when they're in high school, especially mm-hmm. not to a different mm-hmm. state and a mm-hmm. new city and, and all of that. Nobody likes that. Dad, I'm talking to you. Nobody likes that. <laughs> <laughs> nobody is happy when that happens. It's fine. I'm over it, but it's fine. But, but he still like was respectful to her. He still was like a, like they had a good relationship despite that challenge. And I like that because I think yeah. that that's very realistic. I think that it's so easy to make that part of the story and say, you know, now, now he's going to fall in with a bad crowd or something like that. And Karate's going to save his life or something, but no, instead it was just the struggles that you have as a normal kid. Yeah. He just happened to have moved from New Jersey to here. And that's what made him new in school. And people didn't like him because he was new and, got his butt kicked the first time anybody saw him at a party. So, yeah. And and I got to say, you know, you often hear where an actor is on a movie and they like take something from the set home or they get to take something home. Daniel uh, LaRusso here, Ralph Macchio may have gotten one of the coolest of all time. He got to keep that car that uh, Miyagi gives him and he's still, he still owns it, which I think that's a pretty sweet, that's a, that's a pretty cool swag right there from the movie. One of the the moment that he gets that car kind of stood out to me this time because I thought it was really interesting because he says, go out and pick any car you want. And he picks the yellow convertible. And Mr. Miyagi knew he was going to pick the yellow convertible because it already had the key in the ignition with the, <laughs> like, he knew that's what he was going to pick. That's a good point. And, and I just love that because uh, it just goes to show how well Mr. Miyagi knew him even at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't caught that, but well done, Jake. So, like again, it's my one moment per year that I get. So <laughs> You've used up like three of them on this episode. I, I know. Yeah. So I'm done. The <laughs> next episode, you've got to you guys. Are, <laughs> if you guys are expecting anything great on the next episode from me, Wrap it up, ladies. <laughs> it's it's too late, which is probably not true because we're talking about the Princess Bride on the next episode, and I'm sure I'll have plenty to say. 
So um, real quick before we get out of this episode, though, I want to thank um, that old mouse magic. The podcast had me on this this uh, weekend and it's coming out on Thursday and we talked about run Disney. So it's a fun podcast. I listened to several episodes and it's it's all just Disney stuff and it's it's really well produced. Um, so anyway, check that out. That old mouse magic. Nice. Very cool. All right. Well, we need to give this one a grade. The Karate Kid. What do we grade it? I don't want to go first. All right, Tracy, you get to go first. But Jake, you never go first. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I don't want to. You here's do it. A, here's the thing. I when I when I rate these movies, especially the older ones, it's hard to to separate the nostalgia, and I usually don't. And totally. so for me. Uh, this is a B plus. I, I think the movie is still a solid movie and I think it holds up in a lot of ways today. Um, and I think that it's something that kids should watch today and I'd have no problem with my kids watching it. Um, but I mean, it's not, it's not a perfect movie. It, I don't know that it's ever going to be, I mean, it's a cult classic. It's not ever going to be one of those like classic cinema type movies, but it's a cult classic. And the, I think everybody should watch it. collection isn't picking this one up. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe they have. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to ask our good friend Alan Cerny, who like owns all the Criterion Blu-rays out there. So, um, but this is a really fun movie. It's a really good movie, and it's hard for me to separate out how much it meant to me growing up. So, I think a B plus is where this where this uh, goes for me. Just below Sidekicks, starring Chuck Norris. And just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. This is what way way better. What ninjas? This is better than Three Ninjas for sure. <laughs> this is this is the top tier number one uh, kid learning karate movie out there. I, we'll put I, it that I way. Would agree with that one. Um, if you get really specific, any movie can be number one in a category. Just make that <laughs> category really, really specific. And, and we've talked about this before, Jake. I'm with you. It's hard sometimes to remove the nostalgia glasses. So. Um, Typically, I'd, I'd like movie wise, I'd give this like a B plus, but then you add in a young Elizabeth Shue, which is an A, you know, she's mm -hmm. an A. So I'm going to go A minus on this one. I'm going to wow. Elizabeth Shue is going to bump this up just a little bit more. This is one I watched all the time when I was a kid. Um, still enjoy it. It was fun going back and checking it back out. And it's got some some really nice character moments, like Val said, with the mom, um, with Mr. Miyagi being the father figure um it's got some some believable bad guys it it's got that high school teenage angst that we all experienced and mm -hmm. yeah, i'm gonna go a minus on this one um i'm with i mean i agree with all the things that both of you said so i'm not going to re-say all of that um i it's a b plus for me as well awesome all right well it's a great way to kick off our september to remember uh, make sure that you check us out in all the places on on uh, facebook instagram at Twitter, we are at Movies Make Us on Twitter. It's just different. We don't have the that in there. Um, but everywhere else, we are Movies That Make Us. Um, make sure you catch us at FanX. We'd love to see you. And you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Movies That Make Us. So we are everywhere. Please come find us. Um, and thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, those that uh, participated and added their comments. We always appreciate that. And uh, until next that, uh those that were willing to discuss their sexual awakenings. You know, I don't think it takes a whole lot of prodding to get Stephanie to go there. Just oh, in case I guess I don't know Stephanie very well. She's just very open. Like, I don't mean to make it sound like she's like overly dirty or anything. She's just open about stuff. That's all. <laughs> so 
anyway, until next time, we won't see you at the movies. You're the best around. I was waiting Come on. for it. Nothing can ever get you down. <laughs>